0: What's up guys, how are you? Welcome to a Tuesday morning edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. My name is Matt Peralt here on BettingPros.com, always being brought to you by BetMGM. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. Well, 3-1 last night. That was a sweat. That was an interesting game. The in-game, same-game teaser gets home for us thanks to Tom Brady throwing jump balls. Wow, Brady. Okay. And now, are we going to hear the same people talking? And yes, this is the Patriot fan and me talking, but all day yesterday, Patriots are over, Belichick, it's done, put a fork in them, blah, 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 right? Look, the Patriots lost eight players to opt-outs, and they are not mathematically eliminated. It's going to be tough for them to get there, but they've been close in a bunch of games. This is now primetime Brady sucking consistently, right? I mean, he did not play well yesterday, I had the Rams in the Westgate Super Contest. Dave Sharapan, if you're looking at the standings, Bostonian in the book. Uh, I'm curious where we should be in the top ten of the of the Westgate reboot after tonight's performance. We went three and two. The top teams went one and four and zero oh and five, and so we should have picked up some good ground. And we should be moving up the chair. We were 25th in the reboot going into the night. We should be pretty well near. Uh, Near the top, I'm guessing ten, nine and a half will be leading it. We'll be somewhere around nine, I believe, nine points for us. So uh, that's for forty thousand dollars for first place. It's not like the big Westgate Super Contest. It's the reboot. It's the end of the year one, but still fun. So we had a good night picking the Rams. Went three and two in a really bad week. Uh, I had the Rams plus four and a half. We gave you the teaser. which hit at minus 125. We had Brady under 305, 300.5. I keep saying that wrong, 300.5. That number cratered down to 280 at kickoff, so great value, didn't matter. All numbers hit for Brady. He did not throw the ball well at all, thanks to those pass interference penalties really benefited us on that. So that hit. We got the over on the receptions for Robert Woods. That hit in the first half. That was a walk, if you bet that live. You guys who can live bet If you have the ability to live bet props, wow, (laughs) I'm very jealous of you. I cannot do that here in Las Vegas. I cannot bet live bet props. But uh, that hit, the Scotty Miller thing, I mean, of course, you guys, like people, where was Scotty Miller? Dude, like, okay, I got it wrong, all right? And he had one play over the middle for 10 yards, and they called P.I. on it. If he catches that ball, we cash, right? They gave him one play, that one play, we needed it. In in, in, a DPI was called on it, and we did not hit that bet. So three and one on the night, I will take it. Now I will tell you this: in the Discord chat, I punted, I bet in game, I bet one or yeah one unit on the over. I bet the over fifty four and a half. So I got out of the bet. So I ended up flat money. Well, up a little because two and one on the props. So I ended up up a little on the night betting. Not as much as I would have been. You guys who bet. Just straight up, you were up 1.1 units. So that's beautiful. The record is what the record is. What I do with my money, that doesn't matter. We're not tracking my money here. We're tracking the record and my record off the bets. So... people were DMing me and we're going back and forth. And I was saying, they're like, hey, should I punt out of this? And I said, yeah, I mean, I think it could, could, it's going to come right down to it. And if you're nervous, and I was, so I punted on it. And that's in-game wagering. That's what you can do to get yourself out of losing money. But my record is what my record is. Not everyone's on the Discord channel. We've got thousands of listeners all over the world. You know, some people are on the Discord channel. Some people aren't. (laughs) So what I give out on the podcast, that's you know, that's Bible here, that's verse, that, that that is not changing, that does not get to be adapted, or I can't punt, I can't get out of it, what I say here on this podcast is what the official plays were, so officially, we went 3-1 and one yesterday, and most of you who did not punt like I did, you wound up winning, and that's a very good thing, so good start to the week, very cool stuff, alright, so it's Tuesday, right, no maxion. the hell, <laughs> where's our maxion, man? no action tuesday no action on wednesday frankly it's a miss if you ask me that's a miss they should be playing tonight but i don't think there's really anything going on here tuesday night so not by my calendar so this is the perfect time to start talking college basketball and the perfect time to give you three plays two units for games to be played on wednesday there are so many games, it's a little bit of a head screw right now in terms of, like, who's playing whom and what is canceled and what is not. So, look, these games might get canceled by the time these games get ready to play. I think we're up to, like, 18 games already off the board, So and it's climbing every day. And some of the games I really liked. I wanted to bet the Creighton game, can't, Creighton shut down. I wanted to look at the Duke game, can't, Duke is shut down. Arizona, Arizona shut down. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Number, so, Just know that if you make these bets, you very well might get the refund thrown back at you because the game's been canceled, but I've got three games I want to talk about and I've got two futures I want to talk about, all right? So there are three plays that are going on Wednesday and there are two plays that I want to talk about in terms of where we are from future wagers. I go very light on future wagers. Why? I hate having my money tied up, okay? I just hate it. You know, one unit is the most I will play, and really, I do that for football. I don't really normally do it for basketball, and in particular for this year in basketball, there's no way I'm throwing full units down on future wagers, but I do have a couple that I want to point out. I do have a couple that I think are worth playing, and I've got three games to talk about that will play on Wednesday in the opener for college basketball. Before I do that, let me just tell you about the MGM offer, which is pretty cool here Thanksgiving offer from BetMGM. You're going to bet $1 to win $100 in free bets if a touchdown is scored in any of the games on Thanksgiving. Okay? You bet $1 on a money line on any team that's playing on Thanksgiving. So far, we know all six teams are playing. As of now, Ravens and their COVID problems. But that game, as of taping right now, that game is on. So six games paid out in free bets. It's available in all states that BetMGM is in. New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee and West Virginia. Well, I guess it's not available, unfortunately, here in Las Vegas, but you're going to go to betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, and you must be physically located in the states of New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, and West Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 100-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada, 100 gambler in New Jersey and West Virginia, or 109 with it in Indiana. All right, let's first start with the... Uh, two future wagers that I think you should make. All right. Okay, let me jump in here really quickly before I start talking about these future wagers because this is what happens when I'm using DraftKings sometimes because I'm not the one making the bet. <laughs> and so I can't bet on DraftKings apps. Here, I have to use alternative methods, my family and whatnot on the East Coast to make bets. So the two future bets I'm about to talk about are not to win the conference regular season championship. I've already met. I've already made these bets, okay? So this is on me. You can trail this if you want, but the bet is actually to win the conference tournament, which, by the way, I'm not really opposed to, if you know what I mean, because I think it's very possible that both these bets will cash to win the conference tournament. But this is a big caveat, which somebody pointed out to me that I had to go back and talk to my brother about. I had to wake him up and be like, what's going on? And yeah, (laughs) so these two future bets are to win the conference tournament, all right? They're both on Villanova and UNLV to win the Big East tournament and to win the Mountain West tournament. So I still like the wager. I still came in at .25 units. I played them. So just I wanted to put that out there. As you listen to this, I did not know that going in clearly, right? I thought it was a, a regular season championship, The fine print that my brother and I both missed and because I can't put the wager in myself, that's what happened. So quick caveat, I apologize. Back to the podcast, but yes, this is for the conference tournament that we're betting on for these two future wagers. I think picking a Final Four team in November is impossible. Picking a national champion is also impossible. A lot of people do it, all right? And I understand that. That's fine. Not really my game, all right, not really what I get into, but I'm gonna throw 0.25 units down on two plays, just to have some action and some some fun. The first, and I would have taken Creighton University to win the Big East if it wasn't for the two serious knee injuries that were suffered by their incoming international players who were gonna add a ton of shooting to the Blue Jays offense. Really bad break for Greg McDermott's team to have these two kids who are roommates both have their knees be blown out before the year even begins. Then Creighton gets hit with COVID, so it's been a rough run of it here for Greg McDermott's team. So I'm I'm not gonna take the plus three twenty-five on the Blue Jays to win the Big East. I'm gonna go chalk here. I'm gonna go a little boring here, but I think the talent for Villanova is just so incredible. There are there's just they're the most talented team they might be the most talented team in the country, okay? There, there's an argument to be made about Villanova with Colin Gillespie being the most, being the deepest. You know, you got a, a legendary head coach. Uh, they're going to play a tough Big East schedule. But, I mean, they're just really, really good. And at minus 109 to win the Big East, I, I think you just got to take it. It's chalky. There's no plus money on it. But at .25 units, I just think it's almost – I can't see them losing – the Big East. I mean, they would have to have a slew of injuries and they would have to have a ton of really bad things happen because, you know, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is a tremendous player. They've got a, a, a two lane transfer coming in in Caleb Daniels. Th- th- this is a very deep, very good basketball team, and I cannot see Villanova not winning the Big East. They'll be pushed. The Blue Jays are going to be there. They're going to be a tough team. Creighton is is ranked in the top 15 even after their injuries. They're still ranked. It's great to see Connecticut come back to the Big East, which is awesome. Marquette and Providence will be there. Seton Hall, Miles Powell uh, is, you know, gone from Seton Hall, but they still have some really deep teams or deep players, a deep roster for Kevin Willard. So first at minus 109, .25 units, Villanova to win the Big East, I think is pretty much just a guarantee, right? Again, not a ton of money, but Nova to win the Big East, I can't see them not winning the Big East by a couple of games. They're just so much more talented. The, you know, the Creighton, Seton Halls, Connecticut's, Providence's, they're kind of in that second group of the Big East, and the separation is ridiculous to to Villanova. They're just, they're just so good. Jay Wright and everything is just, I have a ton of respect (laughs) for Nova. They very well might win the national championship. So, Nova to win the Big East, minus 109. That's at DraftKings, play number one. Play number two, and I actually have two plays on this one team, and I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. Just going to give you a caveat. I might get in trouble for this. No one's told me that I can't do this, but I am a professor at UNLV. (laughs) Okay, I do work there. Uh, As far as I know, I'm allowed to talk about UNLV. Until I'm told I can't talk about UNLV, I will talk about UNLV. I like talking about teams that I watch and that I know. Here are the teams that I know really well. I know Virginia. I know Alabama. I know Iowa. I know Nebraska. I know Creighton. I know Iowa State. I know Northern Iowa. I know Wichita State. I know Houston. I know even New Hampshire. These are all teams I have covered myself. Okay, I have physically been in their gyms, I have talked to their coaches, I have watched their games both on TV and in person. Okay, If you don't know my background, for 10 years I covered Creighton University, I was the pre and post game show host for Creighton Basketball, I did afternoon drive in Omaha, and I ran a rival site after I left Omaha for 5 years. Covering Creighton Basketball recruiting, I would come here to Vegas to cover Creighton recruits. I was there for Dana Altman, I was there for Greg McDermott. I also covered Iowa State when T.J. Otzenberger was the lead assistant for Greg McDermott, and I've gotten to know T.J. Otzenberger really well. T.J. Otzeberger is the head coach of UNLV. I've known uh, Coach Jake at, uh, at UNI for a really long time, Coach Jacobson, and what he has done in Northern Iowa. I've watched him for years. Uh, I've watched Oregon really closely because of David Altman being at Oregon. I, I have connections to college basketball. I don't know what that means for my working with UNLV, but my ties to these programs, they go deep, okay? And I've I've watched them closely, and I have interviewed their recruits on my radio shows, and I have talked to their players on my radio shows. As far as I know, I've never been told that I can't talk about UNLV. Maybe someday they'll tell me that, but until they don't, I'm going to talk about UNLV. So there's my caveat for the basketball season. If you suddenly sound, if you're like, Matt, you don't talk about UNLV anymore. Probably because somebody told me I can't talk about UNLV. But I'm not working for the basketball program. I don't work for the athletic department. I just, I, I work in the journalism department. So as far as I know, I'm clear to talk about UNLV. So I'm going to. The second bet I would make is UNLV to win the Mountain West Conference. UNLV is plus 800 at DraftKings to win the Mountain West Conference. When I tell you and I have told the media when T.J. Otzenberger got hired, I got into like big fights with people. I have seen T.J. I have watched Coach Otzerberger at South Dakota State. I have been with him. He's my age, okay? We went out together and hung out together, had dinner together numerous times in Des Moines when he was working at Iowa State. I know the guy, and I know what he's going to do at UNLV. And when I tell you that David Jenkins is the best player in the Mountain West Conference, he's the best player in the Mountain West Conference. And you put him and Bryce Hamilton together in the same backcourt, and it may be the best backcourt in the country, all right? UNLV, people don't really know this yet, but the incoming freshmen, the players they've got on that roster, I get that the, the youngsters are making up the depth, so there's a little bit of a concern there. But they are recruiting really well, and this team, last year, had to play a grinded-out style because of the roster, not because of how TJ wanted to play. Now they've got their players. They've been waiting for their transfers to come in. They've been waiting for their kids to be eligible, and now they've got it, all right? So all the stats from last year for UNLV, throw it out, okay? They went 15-17 and against the number last year. Doesn't matter to me at all. This is a different team. They're going to score way more points than what they scored last year, right? Defensively, they'll still be a defensive-minded team. They'll still rebound because that's what they had to do, right? They had to rebound and they had to play defense to contend because of their roster. Now, this is a totally new roster. This is kids who want to run and shoot. And led by David Jenkins, this backcourt for UNLV is going to be awesome, I know what San Diego State's going to look like. More on them here in a second. I get it. Everyone's picking San Diego State, and probably rightfully so, all right? The Aztecs are still going to be a a very formidable team. They're still going to be very difficult. They lost a couple of guys, but they got Matt Mitchell on that roster. They got Brian Dutcher trying to find different things with transfers coming in, Terrell Gomez coming in. Sure, but, you know, I don't know. They won it last year. Can they win it this year? Maybe. But at plus 800? That's, in, that's incredible value, okay? It's incredible value on UNLV to win the Mountain West Conference. 0.25 units, UNLV take the long shot. So you got a favorite with Nova winning the Big East and a quasi-long shot with UNLV winning the Mountain West Conference at 0.25 units. So those are the two future plays for college basketball. I'm not going to go heavy on them, but for right now going into the year, that's where we are. Three plays for games on Wednesday. One, speaking of UNLV. There are spots here where I will fire full units. This is one of them. But on most games in the first month of college basketball, we are firing half of units, okay? Half unit plays. Why? We don't know what these teams are going to look like. We don't know if the games are going to get played. But there's just a ton of questions I've got about where we are right now when it comes to COVID-19, travel, coaching, practice, all this stuff, right? But this is one game I am comfortable putting a full unit down on. UNLV at home, laying 11.5 to Montana State. So you might go, well, Matt, why? It's early in the year, double-digit line. Are you afraid of this? Here's why. UNLV plays North Carolina on Saturday. It's the biggest game for T.J. Otzenberger since he's been the coach. It's the biggest game for UNLV in quite a while, Alright, you're playing in Asheville. You were supposed to play in Maui. Now you're playing in Asheville, which is Roy Williams' hometown, by the way. So good luck getting any, you know, calls taking on North Carolina. But it's a top 20 team, and this is why TJ Otzberger was hired. To play the best, to recruit the best. The recruiting class coming in next year in 2021 for UNLV is the number one recruiting class in the Mountain West Conference. It's gonna be a top twenty-five recruiting class in the country this game is huge for the four-star and five-star kids for UNLV. If they could knock off North Carolina in year two of T.J. Jotzenberger in Carolina, whoa. Not saying it's going to happen, but what I am saying is I do not expect UNLV to take their foot off the gas against Montana State, a team that's being picked in the middle of their conference to not be very good, okay? And so you're looking at, you know, a, a team... In Montana State, they got a big guy. I guess you could look at, but this is the Big Sky Conference that they're coming out of. I mean, no, <laughs> the Big sc- Montana State's not going to come down to UNLV, and all of a sudden, with or without fans, not all they're not going to come in here and hang around. And I expect the UNLV to shoot a ton of threes. I expect them to be really up tempo and play through the whistle all the way till double triple zeros here and not take their foot off the gas knowing what's coming on Saturday. They've got to be sharp, and they've got to get everything clicking before they play Carolina. So laying 11 and a half at home, UNLV, full unit, 11 and a half at home, expecting an explosion of offense for UNLV. David Jenkins to put up a lot of points. And look, being on the road in college basketball is not going to be easy at all early on. UNLV to route against Montana State, full unit. Next play, half a unit. This is going to be a longer podcast, so I do apologize for this. But Alabama, minus 19 against Jackson State. Alabama wants to run, 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 all right? They want to get up and down. They want to play as fast as anybody in the country, and they want to shoot a ton of threes, all right? Nate Oates, in year two, I am a big fan of him. I am a big fan of this hire, I'm a big fan of what I think Alabama's going to do coming up here in the next couple of years. They're recruiting well, and when you have an elite college basketball coach, I just think it's a massive difference maker. And Alabama, I think, is a team that could do some interesting things if they make the tournament. It's one of those teams that will play a style that will be very pleasing to watch. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. They're going to run up and down the court, and they're going to put a ton of points in the basket. And when you're playing a team like Jacksonville State that is not good news for you when you're on the road at Alabama because again I don't think Bama takes the foot off the gas they were 20 and 11 last year against the spread they were very good against bad teams and I just think Nate Oates is gonna ramp up and put even more gasoline here on this team they shot more three-pointers than any team in division one last year so when we talk about if three point shots are falling which they probably will be in game 1 because Jacksonville State's not going to really cover them Alabama's going to blow Jacksonville State off the off the court and it's important for recruiting that Alabama does that right because Jacksonville State you know a team that's in their backyard if you will destroy them blow them off the court Bama rolls I'm going to lay the 19 points with Alabama here half a unit Alabama minus 19 over Jacksonville State and then the last play today San Diego State against UCLA. Home dog. San Diego State is catching .2.5 to UCLA. So what do you make of UCLA here? Here is Mick Cronin, who plays a grind-it-out style. They were ranked in the 300s last year in possessions per game. Early in the year, I I don't see UCLA playing faster than they did last year. I see them playing slower than they did last year. I think they're going to grind every possession, and they're just going to do Mick Cronin basketball, which is hold the ball, swing it, swing it, swing it, walk the ball up the court, Not play fast. And frankly, San Diego State is not going to play fast either. I don't think San Diego State really wants to go and play fast. So when you play a team like this, they look at San Diego State was great on the road because they possess the basketball really well. Their style of play is to find the best shot available, don't turn the basketball over, get open shots. They can play fast or slow. They don't really care, but they want quality possessions. That's what they focus on, really. The Aztecs are very good at that. So if you're taking on a team like UCLA, who is going to grind the grind the clock out and play a very slow style, I, I do expect San Diego State to kind of match that. They don't turn the foot turn the football sorry football on the brain they don't turn the basketball over. Great assist to turnover ratio last year and the top 20 in college basketball last year. So this is a program that won't hurt themselves, but I don't think UCLA is going to score a lot of points here. I, I just I want to take the home dog here, but a part of me feels like UCLA might be able to win the game on a last second three. It comes down to the wire. But uh, under 135 and a half. I'm playing under 135 and a half. I think both teams score in the 60s here. And I think we wind up with something like a 62, 65, 62 final, somewhere in that range. And we're going on under 135 and a half for San Diego State taking on UCLA for a half a unit. So... To recap, five plays for you, three, two futures and three bets on Wednesday to start college basketball here. We will do more on Wednesday. I will have more stuff for you, more games to bet on for Wednesday because, well, that's all there is to bet on <laughs> for college basketball. But those are the games that jumped off the table initially to me. We will have probably more than I normally will on a typical Wednesday night for college basketball simply because it's it's the start of the college basketball season and it's kind of like the start of football in a way. You just kind of get a little crazy and you bet a bunch of games. But I'm going to bet more. You know, I'll probably have two or three more bets going on the podcast coming up for tomorrow. But to recap, Nova to win the Big East at minus 109 at a quarter unit. UNLV to win the Mountain West Conference at plus 800 at 0.25 units. Full unit on UNLV, minus 11.5 against Montana State. Alabama, minus 19 against Jacksonville State, half a unit. Under 135.5 for San Diego State in UCLA, at a half a unit. Those are our plays for a Tuesday morning's Daily Juice podcast. My name is Matt Peralta. Hit me up on Twitter, at Sports Talk Matt. Same thing on Instagram. Or get me on the Discord channel, www.bettingpros.com slash chat every morning and now it's college basketball season it's the daily juice podcast presented by betmgm bettingprose.com